Hi, this is Rick Thompson, the pastor at Living Water Community Church. This is our podcast, and I want to thank you for joining us today. I hope this message builds your faith and blesses you. Please enjoy it. Good morning. Welcome to Living Water uh, Community Church. My name is Rick Thompson, and I want to welcome you, and I want to welcome those who are viewing online who have been faithful to just continue with us. God bless you all. You're going to be blessed during this series. But what you just saw was admittedly a weird, uh, they call it a TikTok, that the young people talked me into doing a few years ago. Um, Basically, it was a parody of the insincerity of Judas when Jesus said, one of you will betray me. And so we're going to get back to that word, uh, sincerity, during this message. But a TikTok, as Pastor Sean mentioned last week, is a social media platform for creating, sharing, and discovering short videos. The app is used by mostly young people as an outlet to express themselves through singing, dancing, comedy, and lip syncing. Now, if it's used by mostly young people, then you've got to get an idea of... Uh, maybe the appropriateness of some of this stuff on, on this TikTok. But it allows users to create videos to share them across the community. So in a nutshell, it's a platform that a lot of people are using or spending time either making these videos or watching these videos, which directly relates to our message and our subject matter in this series that we have entitled TikTok, A Time for Everything. Now, I love Pastor Sean's uh, message last week. Uh, it's about time where he encouraged every single one of us to prioritize the time that God has given us. And, and you might find yourself asking that question. Uh, you've heard that there's never enough time in a day. Well, God has a lot to say about that subject. He, he's given us the time and he wants us to spend it in, in a certain way. And so today and over the next few weeks, I'm going to ask you to join us as we review and learn how to make uh, every minute count for his glory. Can I get an amen on that? King Solomon weighed in on this in Ecclesiastes 3, 1 through 8, and this is what he said. He says, there's a time for everything, a season for every activity under the heavens, a time to be born and a time to die, a time to plant and a time to uproot, a time to kill and a time to heal, A time to tear down and a time to build, a time to weep and a time to laugh, a time to mourn and a time to dance, a time to scatter stones and a time to gather them, a time to embrace and a time to refrain from embracing, a time to search and a time to give up, a time to keep and a time to throw away. Listen, it's spring break. Uh, If you haven't used that item in over six months, it might be your time to get rid of it. A time to tear, a time to mend, and here's another one that's appropriate for all of us. A time to be silent, hello, man, if we could just figure that out. And a time to speak, a time to love and a time to hate, a time for war, and a time for peace. And so today, again, over the next few weeks, we're centering on this topic of time and time well spent, and the expectation that God has for all of us. And does he have an expectation for the time that he's given us? Well, this morning's title comes directly from this passage, which says there's a time to love and a time to hate. A time to love 
and a time to hate. Yes, believe it or not, God wants us to love some things and to hate other things. When Jesus was walking around on the earth, he was asked what's the greatest of the commandments. He didn't even hesitate. What did he say? To love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, thy soul, thy mind, and to love your neighbor as yourself. Love God and to love the people that he created, that he died for. He also wants us to love certain practices like purity and self-control. But there are also things that he wants us to hate. He wants us to hate sin, sinful behavior, things that, that can come between our relationship with him and other people, things that would separate us from the Father. Unforgiveness and bitterness and rage. And too often, we don't hate these things. We tolerate them. We come up with excuses to keep them in our lives, even though we call ourselves a Christ follower. But God calls us to hate certain things. And so we see the same theme in, in the outline um, in Romans chapter 12, verse 9. It says, love must be, help me out somebody, sincere. Hate what is evil, cling to what is good. Be devoted to one another in love. Honor one another above yourselves. Never be lacking in zeal, but keep your, what's the word? Spiritual fervor, serving the Lord. Be joyful in hope, patient in affliction, faithful in prayer. Folks, we are talking about there's a time to love and a time to hate. Now, this subject reminded me of that song that Amanda recently introduced to us or reintroduced to us. We've all heard it before. So it has a very powerful message. 525,600 minutes. Matter of fact, let's just take a moment and listen to some of the words to this song. Twenty-five minutes is equivalent to 12 months. It's equivalent to 52.1 and uh, 43 weeks, and it's and 365 days or one calendar year. And so that song asks us how the, the the big question: How do you measure a year? How do you measure it? And it gives suggestions, and finally it suggests how we we should start measuring our year rather than using seasons and times and what was one of the things they said, cups of coffee or whatever, but we start to measure it in increments of love. Can I get an amen on that? 
that we start to define our time in, in that way. Acts of love, acts of charity. Now, this might be difficult in the world that we're living in, considering so many of us are now isolated. But how many know it's not impossible? And so out of this one passage in Romans, we see a pattern or a blueprint of what it would look like if we were going to redeem the time in the area of love. Anyone interested? Pay attention. Take out your outline. And so if we're going to redeem our time in the area of love, the Bible, first thing it says is, is that our love must be sincere. Our love must be sincere. That's to say it's, it cannot be fake. Like Judas's response, is it me, <laughs> Jesus? He was insincere. That, that, that passage literally says to hate what is evil and to cling to what is good. And folks, that is the key to a sincere love. The Bible makes it clear that there's a dividing line between good and evil, and it's important for us to know the difference. How many know the truth is that the world is doing a good job of blurring those lines? And the problem with blurring those lines is we run into problems with the Almighty. Matter of fact, the prophet Isaiah said it this way in Isaiah chapter 5, verse 20. He says, Woe to those who call evil good and good evil, who put darkness for light and light for darkness, who put bitter for sweet and sweet for bitter. So, so the world may not have a problem with blurring lines between good and evil, but I promise you God does. God has a problem with it. And it's best for us to be on the side of the Almighty. Amen? And so if you want to know what is, what is good and what the Bible calls evil, you have to spend some time in the sincerity and the simplicity of God's word. It will reveal God's plans and his purposes for our lives and, and allow him to open up our hearts and our minds to what he says is good and not just what the world says is good. Now, again, the world will have you embracing all sorts of foolishness, but the sincere word makes things clear for all of us who are looking and listening. My question to you this morning is, are you looking? Are you listening? Oftentimes, Jesus would say, let him who has ears to hear let them hear what the Spirit is saying. Romans chapter 12, verse 2 says, Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. It says, Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. And I always like to ask the question, anybody interested in knowing God's will for their lives? Well, the Bible gives us the pattern. How can we know it? It says, it says, do not be conformed to the patterns of this world. Do not allow this world to blur your vision, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your minds. How do we renew our minds? We get into God's word, and we get into what God has to say about certain situations. For, folks, it's not rocket science. It really isn't that complicated. Listen to me, ladies. Where are my ladies? Ladies in the house, put your hands up. Come on. Listen. Ladies, real and sincere love puts a ring on your finger. Come on, somebody. Anybody understand what I'm saying here today? It's not just made of empty promises and, you know, and demands on you that if you do this, then I'll do that. Real and sincere biblical love, the kind that God blesses and calls good, the, the marriage bed, the Bible says, is undefiled. Amen? And so, real... And sincere love, listen, doesn't steal from your neighbors. Hello? 
or from your bosses or your employers. Eight hours pay, eight hours put in. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Real love is more than just talk. Why? Because we've all heard it. Talk is cheap. Talk is insincere when it's not backed up with actions. So not only does it admonish us that our love must be sincere, it also says we ought to never be lacking in zeal, but to keep our, uh, the word it uses is spiritual fervor. So here's your second fill-in. Our love must take on a spiritual tenacity. Our love must take on a spiritual tenacity as well. Now, how do we do that? Well, verse 12 tells us by being faithful in prayer. Someone say prayer. prayer. Folks, well, I'm not going to overly mystify the whole concept of prayer. Uh, there's been a lot of books written on it. <laughs> um, you can go check them out of the library, go online. But prayer in a nutshell is simply communicating on a daily with our Heavenly Father. It's open communication with our God. Whether it's good things or bad things, it's, what can't you talk to God about? The answer is nothing. You can talk to him about anything. Things that are going well in your life and things that are causing you problems in your life, bring it to God. Jesus said that, in fact. He says, cast all. He didn't say cast some of your cares. He said, cast all your cares on me because I care for you. And he says, my burden is easy and my yoke is light. Now, Jesus was the one that made it possible for us to go to God in prayer. In Hebrews chapter 4, verse 14 through 16, it says, Therefore, since we have a great high priest who has ascended into heaven, Jesus, the Son of God, let us hold firmly, let us hold firmly to the faith we profess. And we're going to circle back to this. For we do not have a high priest who is unable to empathize with our weaknesses, but we have one who has been tempted in every way, just as we are, yet he did not sin. Let us then approach God's throne of grace with confidence so that we may receive mercy and find grace to help us in our, what's the word? Time of need. Folks, the world is in a time of need. Everybody is in a time of need at this, at this point. We all have times of needs. I have them. You have them. The world is in the middle of them. Times when we have to get to that place where the Bible says that we need to hold firmly to the Lord and, and to his promises. Now, I know I do. Uh, when, when I think about this concept of holding firmly, it, what always comes to mind is a years ago I saw this movie that came out, I think it was with Helen Hunt, and it was called Twister, where they're basically storm chasers in the hopes of kind of mapping out and understanding the tornado's uh, movements a little bit better. And so they will literally get in their cars and their trucks and they will race down the highway whenever they see the barometric pressure start to drop or whatever, and they start to head toward these uh, developing storms. Well, they went chasing after this one particular storm, <laughs> and they caught the, the tornado, or the tornado caught them. And they were literally in a structure that was being ripped apart, and the, both of them had to hold on to something and strap themselves down and firmly hold on for their life so that they would not be blown away. Side note, and this is for someone out there. Be careful of what you're chasing. You just might catch it. 
reminds me of that nursery rhyme, eeny, meeny, miny, moe, catch a tiger by his toe or tail or something. No one wants to catch a tiger by the tail. Come on, somebody. No one wants to be chasing after something that's going to turn on you and end up biting you. And there's so many of us, we're, we're chasing after stuff that looks good, but it's not God. Hear what I'm saying. And you're having trouble discerning the difference because you're not in God's word. And you think it's God, but it's not. So you're chasing after bad relationships. You're chasing after business deals. You're chasing after career choices that may look good, but may not be God. And it's going to end up hurting you in the end. You've got to get to that place where you start to submit your will to the Father and you start to discern what's good from what's God. If you get into a situation where your boss is requiring certain things for you to advance and it looks good on paper, but the things that he's requiring aren't cool, it's not God. Understand what I'm saying. And so sometimes the most spiritual and loving thing you can and should do for yourself is to bring your problems directly to Jesus. And then once you're there, hold on to him with all that you have. Hold on to him. Hold on to the promises that he's made. Hold on to what the word of God says about your situation, your circumstances, and the truth of what he says. As opposed to going to every place and everyone else. Now, why do we want to go to Jesus? The Bible makes it clear. Because we can know that he cares about us because he's gone through everything we have. And, and, and he can empathize and sympathize with all of our weaknesses and all of our struggles. Have you ever been tired? Jesus was tired. Have you ever been lonely? Jesus was lonely. Have you ever felt abandoned? Jesus felt that way. Or everything, every temptation that we've gone through, Jesus has gone through as well. And so he can empathize with, with our weaknesses and so we have this open invitation because he knows that we are made of clay. We have this invitation to go boldly, not just, you know, timidly. It says, come boldly into the throne room of grace. Let's go in there. Sometimes the best use of your time is to prayerfully bring those problems and requests directly to the Lord, the one who has the ability to move the mountains on our behalf. Can I get an Amen. Now listen to me. How are we to measure our time in love? First, we said our love must be, what, what did we say? Sincere. Say sincere. It says cling to what's good, reject what's evil, and we need to know the difference. And secondly, it says our love must take on an element of a spiritual tenacity. Lord, come hell or high water, I am not letting go of the promises. I am not. I'm going to be faithful in prayer that spiritual fervor that you spoke, speak of. But let me give you the third, the third one. If we're going to redeem our time in love, it specifically says our love should serve the Lord. Our love should serve the Lord. I think Pat, Pastor Sean reminded you of something I used to say, that if you are too busy for God, you are just too busy. Your love should serve the Lord. There should be time in your day that serves God. Now, the question is, how do we do that? A lot of people say, well, Pastor Rick, I mean, I, I, that's great. But I've never seen God. Anyone ever seen him? Don't raise your hand. 
<laughs> in Matthew chapter 25, Jesus gives us a clue. He says, he says, to the extent that you do it unto the least of these, my brothers and my sisters, he says, you do it unto him. You remember the scenario where he separates the goats from the sheep? And he, and he basically makes a delineal line, a line that says, that to the extent you've done it to the least of these, my brothers and my sisters, you've done it unto me. And so here's your final feeling. We serve God by serving people. Mind-blowing, isn't it? We serve God by serving people, and we come full circle, right? What is the greatest commandment? To love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, thy soul, thy mind, thy strength. And Jesus said, the second is like unto the first, to love your neighbor as yourself. You love God, and you love the people that he sent his son to die for. And the way you serve God, who you can't see, is by serving the people who you can see. Now, I didn't just say that. 1 John 4.20, whoever claims to love God yet hates a brother or sister, help me out, somebody. This is a warning. It's a liar. They're a liar. For whoever does not love their brother and their sister whom they have not seen cannot love God whom they, whom they have not seen. Let me read that again. For whoever does not love their brother and sister whom they have seen cannot love God whom they have not seen. Did you hear what that said? It's impossible for you to say you love God whom you've not seen if you have no love in your heart for the people that you have seen. Powerful statement. If you're going to truly redeem your time, you're going to develop a heart of love that serves people because that's God's plan and his purpose for every single one of us. Now, I can almost hear the pe people's thoughts. Well, Pastor Rick, you don't understand what people have done to me. You don't understand the hurt that I've endured at the hands of some of these people. And some of them were God's people. Well, let me give you one more scripture or a couple more scriptures. First Peter 4, 8, this is what the Bible says. It says, above all, love each other deeply because love covers over a multitude of sins. Love covers a multitude of sins. Anybody in here without sin? Don't put your hand up. We've all sinned. We've all fall short of the glory of God. And the Bible says when love is truly in act or in action, it's going to not just receive the grace of God that God has given for each and every one of us, but it's going to allow that grace to exude onto the people around us. Love covers a multitude of sins. And Jesus is our example of this area of service. In Matthew chapter 20, verse 28, he says, For even the Son of Man came not to be served, but to serve others and to give his life as a ransom for many. And so my question to you is simple this morning. How are you rating in these three areas? of love and the measurement that the Bible gives in terms of love. Sincerity, um, spiritual tenacity, your ability to serve God by serving people. How are you rating in those areas? Pastor Sean introduced a, a new concept a few weeks ago. He called it your OR score, your obedience rating, in, in terms of how are you being obedient to the Lord. I'm going to give you a new one. It's going to be your LR score, all right? And your LR score is your love rating. That, that, that's how you measure our time in love. If you really want to test what that is, 
You're going to look at these areas of sincerity, of spiritual tenacity, and you're going to look at this area of service to God by serving people. But if you really want to go deeper into it, you can break open what we call the love chapter in the Bible, uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 13. And this is what it says concerning the love that should be coming in our lives and through our lives. It says, love is patient and love is kind. Love does not envy. It does not boast. It is not proud. It does not dishonor others. It, does not, it is not self-seeking. It's not easily angered. Hello? And for all you record keepers out there, it says it keeps no records of wrongs. You know why? Because love covers a multitude of sins. And we all need God's grace in our lives. It says, love does not delight in evil, but rejoices with the truth. It always protects, always trusts, always hopes, always perseveres. This type of love never fails. And so if you find yourself in a situation where it seems like your day-to-day has become a day-to-day grind in terms of, uh, in terms of love, and you feel like you're failing, listen to me. Maybe your LR rating isn't where it should be. Maybe you need to invest a little bit more in, in measuring your time, not just in seasons and checking boxes, but in your ability to love others in those three ways that we've talked about this morning. That's what Jesus did. The Bible says he didn't come to be served, but to serve out of love. And he's the one, and in his word, that tells us that we should serve sincerely, that we should have a spiritual tenacity, and that we should serve God by serving other people. My challenge to you and to all of us this morning who are listening, from this day forward, I challenge you to measure your time in love and acts of kindness and allow God to increase your LR waiting in your life so that you can be more effective during this particular time where everybody so desperately needs to see the love of God in God's people. Amen? Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we come to you right now, and I ask, Lord, that you would help us to rightly redeem the time that we're given. I thank you for sending your Son at just the right time to redeem all of us, Right now, Lord, we surrender our lives to the Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end, the one who gave it all up for us and knows exactly what we're going through. Help us not to get discouraged, but to keep on keeping on in Jesus' name. And Father, help us to walk out the scripture where it says, above all, love each other deeply because love covers a multitude of sins. If you're here today, under the sound of my voice, and you've not yet accepted Jesus as your Savior and your Lord, right now is the time. Say, Lord, forgive me of my sins. Come into my life. Come into my heart. From this day forward, I surrender my life completely to you. In Jesus' name I pray. And we all said, amen. God bless you. See you next week. Thank you. 
Thank you so very much for listening to this message. We hope you were truly blessed. If you were, please subscribe to our podcast if you haven't already and share it with a friend. Doing so will cause the seeds of God's word and the message of his love to spread like wildfire. So thanks again for partnering with us in this important way. Stay thirsty for Christ, my friends, until the whole world hears. God bless.